Welcome back to the Connected Aviation Intelligence Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III, Editor-in-Chief of Avionics International. On today's episode, we will be discussing some of the latest ways Pratt & Whitney has digitally transformed the way that it tracks the health of its in-service aircraft engines. And yes, you did hear that correctly. We have updated the name of our podcast from Connected Aircraft Podcast to Connected Aviation Intelligence to reflect the name change of our annual live event. That has also recently changed from the Global Connected Aircraft Summit to Connected Aviation Intelligence. The name change is really to reflect the wider number of aviation technology-related topics that we have been covering and to reflect the fact that we're trying to feature a broader number of perspectives on new and emerging aviation and technologies and concepts on the podcast. Speaking of the Connected Aviation Intelligence Summit, we are bringing the live event back in person next summer, June 2022. It will be held in the Washington, D.C. region. Stay tuned for more details on that very soon. We also do have another live Connected Aviation Intelligence webcast coming up Thursday, September 30th. That will be business aviation focused. You can see more details on that upcoming webcast at gcasummit.com slash aviation intelligence. I will also include a link to the free registration to watch live or on demand in the podcast notes. So on today's episode, I recently had the chance to catch up with Arun Sarin Vesson. He is the Associate Director for Strategy and Engine Health Management for Pratt & Whitney. And we discussed a recent flight data sharing partnership that they established with Teledyne, as well as some of the other improvements they are making to the digital analytics and cloud computing technologies that they use to analyze the health of their engines. So let's get into our interview with Pratt & Whitney. So Arun, first, for those listeners in our audience who may be unaware of who Pratt & Whitney is, can you start just by giving an introduction to your job title and role with the company, how long you've been with Pratt & Whitney, and what are some of your day-to-day responsibilities there? Sure, and thank you for that, Woodrow, and it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm Arun Srinivasan, and I've been with Pratt & Whitney about 22 years. Um, currently, my role is to lead strategy and business development for our engine health management services and related digital services that we offer our customers. Our customers are generally airlines around the world. The services that we offer uh, range over a lot of things, but we can go into that in greater detail. But a large part of my day is spent either talking to customers trying to explain what we do, the services we offer, why there's value in them signing up with us, and also try to figure out how we can then drive internally more capabilities and more services that we can offer our customer. It's sort of all digital related. And what's your location? Where, where are you based out of for Pratt & Whitney? So I'm based out of their East Hartford location, the headquarters. But like everybody and most people around the world, I think I've spent the last 18 months sitting in my sunroom. Right, right. 
Yeah, the uh, Pratt & Whitney facility there in Connecticut's one that uh, I've heard a lot about. Never been able to visit, but uh, certainly, you know, a lot of exciting things going on there. So we're glad we are able to catch up with you today. So Pratt & Whitney recently announced a partnership with Teledyne Controls that's really uh, pertinent to our audience and sort of the topics that we cover around delivering advanced health management services. Uh, we've been hearing for a number of years about how companies continue to expand the way airlines and operators can manage the health of their engines with digital analytics tools provided by Pratt & Whitney. Could you first start by explaining how from a mechanical electronics uh, systems perspective, data about Pratt & Whitney engines. How is it collected, analyzed, and stored by operators today? Okay, yeah. Um, so the whole generation and collection of data is not something that's new, right? Um, the engines that we make have a lot of sensors on them and we've been generating those digital sense information for a long time, and the engine control, which is also known as the PADEC, which is full authority digital engine control, uses that information in the sensors to control the engine, right? So when the pilot wants power to take off, he pushes the throttle, the engine responds, and things happen within the engine. But all of this information that's generated by the PADEC is sort of captured on board the aircraft using different devices. And airlines have been using that information to support some of their regulatory programs known as FOQA or MOQA, which are flight operations quality assurance and maintenance operation quality assurance. And for a large part, this data has been used by the airline to just make sure that the regulatory agencies are comfortable, that the aircraft and engines are healthy and that the passengers are flying on a, you know, a reliable asset. Recently though, with the advancements in technology, especially cellular technology and things like that, and making things much more cheaper, airlines have been able to, with the likes of companies like Teledyne or CETA or many of the others around there in the world, have been able to figure out how they can remotely capture this data, remotely as in after the plane lands, so they can download this data. Historically, it used to be that someone would walk up to the plane on a regular basis, plug a laptop in and then download the data or you know, remove one of those old PCM CIA cards and download that data onto a massive server internally. And that was always cumbersome and it was always not quick and efficient and it took a long time. But today with the advancements in cellular technology and you know, data transmission capabilities, airlines are able to capture this data after every single flight. So what we are doing with our relationship with the likes of Teledyne is tapping into that currently regularly captured data so that we can get a hold of this data for almost from the minute the engine starts till the engine stops after the plane lands safely. We're able to then look at how the engine behaved, what happened, and were there any anomalies or pre-emerging issues that we could start detecting and then help the airlines better manage their fleet. Um, the other part that sort of helps us with this is that we can do this today with almost no additional infrastructure that's needed by the airline, right? They already captured the data. All we're doing is figuring out a way of tapping into that already captured data source. So 
the most investment that's probably needed by most airlines is a small IT project. It's not a big infrastructure issue anymore. And that, I think, is a huge change in what technology brings us today. That is interesting and uh, kind of brings me to my next question, actually. Uh, so how much data can the latest commercial aircraft engine developed by Pratt & Whitney generate on an average flight? And how has this amount of data generated by Pratt & Whitney engines grown or expanded in recent years? Um, so one of the things that's come about with our new series of engines, the GTF, is apart from the fact that we've introduced the gear, which is revolutionary, we've also increased the amount of data data generated on board the aircraft. We've increased the number of sensors by about 40%. And for about a two hour flight, that translates to about 4 million data points that's captured. Engines for a long time, going back already to the JT-8D have been generating data. And this data is used within the engine control to control the aircraft and control the engine. But with the GTF and our new ability to capture this data, we have an incredible ability to use the data that we capture and analyze it and provide our customers with you know, engine health services that are far more capable than previous generations. And I think the data speaks volumes. And, and, you know, just kind of a follow-up question to what you were talking about before. Now, on those flights, on a per-flight basis, prior to this advancement in cellular technology and data transmission rates, uh, you know, things like SATCOM or, or even connectivity, uh, but like, like you were saying, cellular on the ground, how was that data being collected and stored and analyzed? I mean, was it just kind of sitting on the aircraft and, and like you said, waiting for maybe a PCIMA? download, but you know, how was that handled prior to this advancement in, in transmission rates and, and cellular technologies? Um, so that really brings up interesting points, right? So historically, airlines and airframes and our engines um, transmit what would be considered snapshots of data on a regular basis during the flight, right? And almost steady state Point. So we would say, I'm really interested in these 15 or 20 parameters. I would love to know what's happening with them during takeoff. So we would capture a one second point during takeoff and just transmit that. And that used to be transmitted via VHF radio. So there are these massive radio stations around the world on a network known as ACARS that we would be able to capture this data and allow us the engine manufacturer to start trending an engine performance based on these one second points. So I would get a one second point per takeoff and a one second point per cruise. So I'd get, let's say, two data points for every flight. And I would trend performance of the engine that way. And I would figure out if something was going wrong with the engine and I could alert the airline to go and maintain that and do things. But the part that becomes interesting with you know, those kind of trending data. I do not know if I suddenly see a shift in a certain parameter, if it was just a sensor or a sudden anomaly or something else, right? I wanted more confirmation. So it took me multiple repeats of getting that higher or an abnormal reading before I started acting upon it. And oftentimes, sadly, if there was an event on an engine or on an aircraft, 
the airlines would then figure out how they would transfer that data from the PCMCIA card up to the OEM like us. And we could then look into that information in greater detail, right? Whatever they were capturing. But today with the advancement of cellular technology, I can do this on every single flight. I still get the VHF radio signals for every flight, but I can also now do this full flight data post-flight. So I now have a much more, I have a real time and almost a looking a little bit in the rear view mirror in greater detail kind of a view of the engine. And that's I think a fantastic ability for us to better trend how the engine is behaving. And I have to give one more question about this kind of per flight concept about that. I just want to ask about the storage of data because that's a very important um, you know, aspect for an airline to not only just you know, find a place to store it, but also keep it secure. Um, obviously, you have the advancement of cloud computing services today and platforms that allow you to do that. But I want to, I want to ask you about that. You know, how is Pratt & Whitney just managing the storage of all this data that is captured on a per-flight basis? Because uh, I'm assuming it doesn't just go away. I mean, it has to be stored somewhere and then referred to uh, eventually by the airline or Pratt & Whitney. Absolutely. It's a pretty large chunk of data. Um, when I was, when we were talking about, you know, the whole radio frequency, the VHF radio transmissions of data, we were collecting data in the kilobytes range, probably like, you know, 100 kilobytes per flight or something like that. We have now gone from that, actually, maybe even just bytes, I'm not too sure, but we've gone from that straight into the gigabyte range, right? We completely skipped that megabyte point and went straight to the gigabyte. And if I'm doing about a gigabyte of data per flight, then you start looking at the number of engines flying around the world all the time, you very quickly realize you start entering into the terabyte and then the petabyte, and then I do not know what comes next, right? But the volume of data is very high. Um, the point also important to note is that when the data is stored on board the aircraft, it's stored in basically binary format. It's stored in code. And that's why we're able to store quite a bit of data on a PCMCIA card, like a couple of flights worth. But when you bring it in and you make it something that a human can understand, because we need to be able to look at the data and understand what it is, and I start going through that whole data conversion process, it becomes really big, right? It gets into the gigabyte range, and that's a problem. And the only way this is all becoming feasible and actually affordable is thanks to the cloud technology. Otherwise, the storage costs becomes very prohibitive, and data transmission costs are prohibitive. But all of that is changing with the internet, cellular data, and cloud technologies. And, and you know, you mentioned something interesting earlier as well. The, the the parameters that are caught within this data capture. You know, when we say capturing data on a per flight basis, uh, can we talk about that a little bit? What are some of the most impactful parameters or key performance indicators that are tracked by airlines? Uh, as part of, you know, like a predictive maintenance program? What, what are some of those key, um, you know, parameters that you need to know in order to, to have, you know, a predictive maintenance program? Um, so I think the jet engine, and I can only speak for the jet engine side, it's a very complex piece of machinery, right? It's not something that 
it's just one or two parameters that will make a difference, Woodrow. So I think the way we look at it is how do these parameters all work in concert, right? If the pressure of the combustion chamber goes up, does the volume shift, does something else change, does fuel flow change? It's a question of how does this all work together? And it's the beauty of that symphony of all of these parameters moving together that makes the engine work. So if I had to pick a single parameter, I'd probably not be able to do that. But in a general, what are we looking at? We're looking at pressures across the engine. We're looking at temperatures across the engine. We're looking at the volume of air moving across the engine. We're looking at the fuel flows. We're looking at oil flows and pressures and temperatures, the rotational speed of the engine. Now, especially with us with the geared turbofan, you've got, you know, the rotational speed of the gear, the rotational speed of the low compressor, the rotational speed of the high compressor, all of these have to work together. And so that's sort of what we are looking at. So I won't be able to really give you, oh my God, if I can go and just get this temperature, it will solve all problems. That magic bullet is not there. Right. Okay. That's a very interesting way to, to sort of uh, conceptualize it and, and look at it. Very, very interesting insight. Now, um, if we were, again, kind of on this uh, per flight um, concept, one, one of the topics that we really like to focus on within the podcast is the use of in-flight internet or connectivity. You know, you mentioned cellular earlier. Um, and, you know, one of the things that uh, we, we, help, we have a conference every year called the Global Connected Aircraft Comp Summit. And one of the things that a lot of airlines have, have featured at our event speaking about is the use of connectivity for uh, operational health parameters and, and even beyond just the engine. But I want to know from your perspective, are there operators today that are, that are manipulating the SATCOM featured on the aircraft, perhaps that is used for passenger connectivity? Are any using any of those higher speed links to stream engine data in real time? Um, not that I know they're doing it live, so to speak. Um, I know that there are airlines out there that are running pilot programs trying to see how they can start tapping into the whole SATCOM network to figure out some of this data transfer. I think it's still a bit cost prohibitive. And the other thing that I think airlines do have to wrestle with is the additional cost of transmitting in flight, does it buy itself into the value stream, right? If I can look at the data after the plane lands and still give you a very good understanding of how the asset is behaving and what predictive maintenance has to be done, what is that additional value of getting that data real time? Um, I don't think we've gotten to that point and as an OEM, especially on the engine side and some of the services that we offer our customers, we are basically consumers of the data, right? So we consume the data in the format that the airlines are willing to give us. And we're tapping into the technologies that they have wholeheartedly sort of accepted and come used to using. So we're not really driving SATCOM, so to speak, but we are ready for the data if they get us that data, right? So we are more the consumer side and we really don't want to be the ones driving, you know, investments within the airline. Okay. 
And I have to ask, you know, before I do get some to my, so now that the Teledyne partnership has been completed, that was kind of one of the uh, most recent big announcements from Pratt and Whitney. Uh, what is Pratt's focus right now in terms of continuing to improve the way that operators can monitor and analyze the health of their engines? Uh, are there any new initiatives or milestones you're working on just maybe over the next year or so? Um, so quite a few actually, Woodrow. And one of the things that I should state, right, even though we do have this partnership with Teledyne, which is really a fantastic thing for us, um, Teledyne is, happens to be just one of the players within this marketplace. And given that our customer is really the airline, and we want to try and figure out how we can be as non-intrusive or non-forcing, um, you know, so to speak, we are partnering with many other uh, providers out there, right? We've, and the reason we're doing that is we want the customer, our airline, to be able to pick who they want to work with, right? They've got relationships with different players in the marketplace, and we want to work with them. But that being said, the product that we deliver to our customer is almost what I would consider to be data channel agnostic, right? So depending on how the airline gets us the data, we, should, we want to be able to provide the level of service that's equivalent across the industry. And we're able to drive that because of cloud technology and internet technology, and also our investments that we're putting into, you know, full flight data capability, right? The analytics that we are developing that can look at this data the minute it starts showing up so that we can be responsive to the customer is a large part of our investments in the coming years. Right. And like I said, that will be a very exciting uh, journey to continue to watch. You know, this is a very exciting space and uh, you're working on an exciting company right now. So Arun, just wanted to say thanks for coming on the podcast today. I think the audience learned a lot and uh, we'll look to catch up with you in the future. Thank you very much, Woodrow, and you have a great afternoon. So that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, please subscribe to us on Apple's podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. <laughs>